Welcome to the table where everyone gets to take a seat. My name is Isaac and I'm here with my lovely co-host. Rachel Atakpa again. Hello, everyone. Yes, we're in here all the time doing our thing. It's lit in 2018. Yeah, Love one it. could say that. On lit. fire. On fire. <laughs> Literally on fire. Yeah. I always go back to that meme of that dog. Of the dog. Yeah. Every, everything's meme fine. Culture. Everything's fine. Great coping mechanism. So... Here at the table, we have a tentative eating schedule. So if you haven't sat at the table with us before, um, we have an appetizer where we get you guys ready for the meal. Acclimated. Acclimated. As Ooh, good say. word. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Come on. Um, what is it? G-R-E words? Oh, okay. Yes. I was just thinking like English in general, but. but <laughs> I don't even know why. Like, I feel like I have like this small vocabulary <laughs> list uh-huh. that is based off what I'm learning about and I'll just right, use yeah. those words no, over and over every again. every semester I have like a new rotation of like fancy words that I <laughs> use from like the theory that I'm reading but yeah. Right and then we have dinner is served where we talk about the topic of the day and then just desserts where we wrap up and probably have like this iconic question at the end that like lets just you guys like think world. about stuff. Yeah. yeah. At this point like literally you being in this room we've been like destroying all of these things for other people it's so funny the feedback i'm getting they're like yo this like this was the most powerful episode i've ever listened to Aww. and i was like thanks <laughs> and we're, just chatting. we're just talking like we yeah. usually do yeah this is just our lives so i'm glad that our lives are radical or sh- shaking to you shaking i don't know the, shaking. how to say that but yeah I, um i remember this one time cody said something to me when i f- this was like when i first was introduced to sh- uh cody and i was like you shook me so hard i have baby uh shaking baby syndrome and like <laughs> i know how fucked up that sounds oh my god but that's how i feel sometimes. i mean that's how it be you know it's the truth Okay, so we have a new question. Okay. Um, who is your favorite non-binary femme in the movement today? Hmm. Oh, also, um, happy International Women's Day. Yeah, that is today. How appropriate. Yeah. The future is femme, yes. as we're saying. Not female, everyone. The future femme. is not female. It is femme. <laughs> Stop wearing those shirts. Um, anyway, <laughs> speaking of non-binary, um, the only two people I can think of are Amanda Steinberg yes. and Angel Hayes, who oh I believe gosh, is yes. agender. Yes. Um, but I would love more um, non-binary femme representation. That would really make my whole entire life. So, like, yes. drop a name in the comments, you know? Yeah, if <laughs> like, you guys have a list like, or let something, us know. let us know. Because, like, literally all I'm pulling from is, like, RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And that's, like problematic but also right. not because of like all this stuff that's going on with rupaul and rupaul not like really validating trans identities right now <sighs> um so there's that but like the first pe- person who comes to mind for me is like courtney act mm-hmm. um violet tchotchke sasha valore is non-binary which sasha valore is my fave there you go. so you know those are the people that i think we've of. got literally a f- very few a few near and dear <sighs> people and that's it right i think um jacob tobias is one of them who mm-hmm. does like a really good job about um, non-binary like education mm-hmm. and having those conversations. And they're an amazing like author writer. Um, they have oh, a lot dope. of pieces. I think they were like 
in Playboy at one point. Oh. Like they had like a Playboy like cover feed. Damn, and that's because, impressive. Because Playboy has now become like this iconic newspaper that has like all of these social commentaries in it, right. which is like, this is what the w- world we're in right now where Playboy is giving us more information than CNN. That's, that's historical though, because I didn't realize, I was like, I don't even know, oh, I was at the Antique Mall and I picked one up um, because it had a provocative title. It had something about mass incarceration or something. Right. And I was like, uh, is this a Playboy? Like, what is going on? Um, but yeah, very interesting dynamics we have here. Right. Um, I don't know what. <laughs> regarding news media and like sex culture. I don't but, know. You know, that's where but, we're yeah. at today. Um, so, moving right along as I try and make my phone work. Um, so, for the appetizer today, we're going to talk about female versus femme. And what's the difference? What's the nuances? um, Why they are different Mm -hmm. and why that is important that we do not say the future is female and the future is actually femme. So what is the difference, Rachel? Do you have a definition for yourself or like one that we can both work with today? Yeah. um, Gender troubles. So um, (laughs) female is like that gross biological denotation of your genitalia. Um, and that means that's nothing more to me. Right. Um, femme is happy, beautiful, perfect, wonderful. <laughs> femme <laughs> is, I don't know, because I don't like to define gender mm-hmm. or gender expression really. Right. Um, but it's like, I just think of like, I don't know. I don't want to say softness because mm-hmm. that has like its own connotations, but femme is femme. It's like femme. Right. And anybody can, you know. Mm-hmm. You you can anybody can be femme. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a femme identifying human being who right. sounds like a masculine person, and everybody sees me as a masculine person, I've been femme my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because a lot of the times I get it gets conflated with like, oh, Isaac likes to wear makeup sometimes, or Isaac likes to like go to gay bars and be queer. Mm-hmm. Like when people are like, oh, he's femme, and it's like, no, I'm femme because. I feel this um, connection to femininity Mm -hmm. that is outside the realm of gender expression Mm -hmm. where I can be um, I can be pure and like mothering, but not really somebody's mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's a like trait of feminist um, or being um, nurturing, nurturing, yeah, kind and And, like compassionate, soft. Yeah. Yeah, just like. Yeah, good. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and it's like these traits that like all humans have right. and like but they manifest particular particularly in a certain way when we're talking and discussing femme. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's another form of like my long conversation about masculinity and femininity. Mm-hmm. Femme is not part of that binary in my head. As just like if somebody is like masculine presenting or like mask, like the mask for mask debate, like that's violence. Like that, that right there is violence. But being a femme is like safety and security in a way that is through expressing oneself. If that I makes like sense. how you said that it's kind of outside of the masculinity femininity thing. Um, because also keep in mind, everyone, this is a work in pro- like gender is like constantly a work in progress. It's so constantly changing. Um, we'll see what what this turns out to be, but um. Because I feel, well, I know that everybody can have feminine traits, as they say, or right. like express femininity, but like not everybody identifies as femme or like, op- I don't know. I don't really, because it's like so malleable and right. um, ephemeral. I don't know. So, yeah, I like that there's, you made that distinction. Maybe mm-hmm. we can keep working within that. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. I, and also like that idea, the reason why I think like that though is because 
I feel like a lot of the times like being feminine and like femininity and masculinity are very exclusionary where a femme is a femme mm-hmm. like they are doing what they need to do and they present in a certain way or present how they really want to present mm-hmm. because the thing is about feminists is like everybody like there's that negative connotation to it it's like because you're soft or like what's really wrong with being soft and then mm-hmm. like unpacking and unlearning that idea of like my softness and me being like authentic is me being femme and i see it as like a space of liberation right, right. because like i don't always perform like f- femininity mm-hmm. um as we're saying right. but i'm always femme even when i appear more ma- like it doesn't it's not restrictive you know what i'm saying right um so i do see it as like a space or an identifier of liberation and i i like to use it more than i like to use woman sometimes right. uh, when i'm talking about myself and things like that um because it's so much more expansive and adaptable and mm-hmm. more relevant to like first of all what gender even is or is not right. um because you know it's not even uh it's all a construction so why not have something that's an identifier that is inherently malleable, right? right. So, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. I feel like also femme is like reclaiming a lot of things for like femininity mm-hmm. in like the sense of like we have to attach it to like because femininity is this um, womanhoodliness, like all of these kinds of other things. But like femme is not. It's not trying to like sit us in this like binaric positioning that is also oppressive conventions yeah it's like oh yeah i am i'm gonna twirl today in a skirt and i have a full beard Mm -hmm. like i'm femme that's who i am that's yeah and that's it like you're not going to pigeonhole people for it and it is like it is something that a lot of people are violent towards and resistive to because we have to stay in this binaric view but like for all the fems out there, like, y'all are shattering, like, minds. Like, literally breaking the, like, construct of America with your existence. Mm-hmm. And that is way more radical and reclaiming of the spaces that you're in than I ever do. But I sometimes am that femme who is wearing right. a skirt and has a full beard. So, like, it is what it is. But, like, it took me a long time to get to this point where I'm thinking of it like that. Because when I first started, when I was, like, five years old and, like, posing like Tyra Banks, it was like, we have to shut this down immediately. And now I'm trying to tap into five-year-old Isaac because they had it figured out. <laughs> like, and I think that's why sometimes it's equated with or understood as femininity as opposed to being something separate. Because mm-hmm. it sometimes manifests or oftentimes manifests feminine traits um, with air quotes. Um when we're talking about like how we manifest feminists mm-hmm. um and i just like because we're we, the question of like who's your favorite non-binary femme well like where are they like, right where's our representation um so i'm just thinking about how um yeah it, it is a space of liberation where it's not a pigeonholed conventional um alignment with like um with like womanhood almost in a way right. with like the mothering and the self-sacrifice and and it can be all of these things right but it's more complicated than that it's more expansive mm-hmm. yeah yeah hmm. i like this this is like a ongoing conversation that will like probably last until the end of time yeah but... i'm just thinking right. i'm thinking yeah okay well we're gonna take a break think a little bit and we're going to come back and talk about more things. We'll come back in the future where it will still be femme because the future is femme. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Okay, see you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey y'all, it's Isaac here, and I wanted to take a moment to talk about an opportunity for you to support The Table Podcast. There's this nifty website called Patreon that gives you special access to me and other members of The Table for as little as $5 a month. By becoming a patron, which is a paying subscriber, you will not only be supporting The Table Podcast, but also joining us underneath the table as we talk about other topics ranging from what I ate for breakfast this morning to why I cannot sleep at night, which is oddly connected. There will also be exclusive content with some old and new guests, including people like Aaron, Lily, Darren, and anybody else who wants to join the pod. I'm excited for the opportunity to do even more work, and I am thankful for all the support, regardless of if you are a patron or not. Thank you so much for riding this wave with me, and let's get back to the show. And we're back to Hello. run our mouths and show our asses. <laughs> <So> boo! <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Okay, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Since we're about to fem it up. Fem it up. Um, yes to queer, fem it up. We're making taglines in this podcast. Literally, like, t-shirt line. Yeah. Oh, oh. T-shirt line. Okay, okay. If somebody wants to run our t-shirt com- campaign. Hit us up. Hit us up. Yeah. Literally want all these t-shirts. <laughs> like, fem it up. Yeah, yes you're to a queer. t-shirt. Or like a, yeah, signifying Ooh, a signif- clothing. You know, I want like hats. I do like hats. You know when I'm hiking oh, and stuff, good. like the queer I am. Like have a dad, like have a dad hat and just say yeah. "fem" on it. Yeah, Ooh, that'd be cute. Yeah, nice stitching. Ooh, I'm into it. Us fems talking about hats. Oh God, God, okay. embroidery. So <laughs> we're gonna start at the worst place to start. Oh, in my opinion. Okay. Let's talk about the toxicity of the women's march. Ooh, gotta love the turfs. Gotta love the turfs. Ooh. Oh my God. Let's see. Last month, right, we mm-hmm. had the one year anniversary. God, it seems like 10 years. Um, eons. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm sure everybody is more or less aware um, there were more marches marches in quotation marks <laughs> i like to call them parades um but anyway fun rallies like fun rallies yeah fun rallies but i just remember that day because i was out and about just trying to have a good queer black time just living my life was it to a sunday like just trying to get yeah, it yeah i was just like, like on mass street and i see all these people in pink hats and i'm like have we not had discourse for the past year about why you're wrong why is oh, there still a pussy on your head like, like a pussy but like, a pussy head <laughs> like but, like, a specific one, like a very pink one, which, like, not all, like, Racist. people who have vaginas, are, like, have pink vaginas. Like, there's purple ones. Like, and many colors. And many yeah, colors. vaginas like, are very colorful. <sighs> and, yeah, pink is just not. And, like, neon pink, I feel like nobody's vagina is neon pink. If so somebody's like, vagina is neon thinking, pink, yeah, that's a problem. Maybe you should go to a doc, you know, <laughs> like, see the gyno. But, the gyno needs to help you. But I'm not trying to, you know, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, so I see, I'm seeing all these hats. And I'm just wondering, like, where have we gone in the past year if you're still showing up to this neoliberal parade in your turf hat? And why are you angry that other people, particularly, like, trans people, um, of color, specific, even right. more specifically, um, are being harmed. No, let me say murdered. Like, the the level of violence enacted upon trans people of color, um, when you hear statistics about, like, 
LGBTQ communities and the violence that happens um, against people who identify in that community, in our community rather, yeah. um, it's they're talking about trans people of color. Um, it's not, you know, like we've said, it's not your white suburban, um, you know, gay blonde dads with the dog and the God knows what else. But Dad, two adopted children who are probably queer too, where they made sure to make like, right. make them queer because they were like, we got to make sure we like keep the lineage. And it's like, yeah. girl, no. How else do you want to keep the lineage, white boy? Like, well, yeah. God. Anyway, let me not do that. Uh, but yeah, so well, how are you feeling about the Women's March? You know, we're having a solidarity event. Um, which I think is very separate from. It's very um, separate from Which that is one. refreshing. Um, this but is weekend, Saturday. Yes, yeah. So yeah. this weekend we're having like a good event here in Lawrence oh, um, regarding event. like womanhood and gender. Um, but the, the January thing is not something that we fuck around <sighs> with. No, it's, it's hard, right? Because like mm-hmm. as somebody who is seen as masculine, a lot of the times my critiques are fell on deaf ears because they're like, well, Isaac, why are you standing up for trans women? It's not their time to be like centered in this moment. I'm like, but they're also women and this is a women's march. And like, and who are you centering if you're it, not centering trans women of color? Exactly. You want to talk about intersectionality? That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. <laughs> it's like so difficult because I remember when it first happened, the first Women's right. March, and there was all these black women, and they had signs of, like, y'all did this to us, y'all need to be clear, but they're so quick to turn the tide, right? Mm-hmm. Like, every single person who has one marginalized identity, and, like, I just learned about this term called a three-fair. So I'm a three-fair. Mm-hmm. I have three uh, marginalized identities. Oh, okay. It's okay. beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, like, the people who have one, <laughs> yeah. and, like, I'm starting to get into oppression, like, like not oppression politics but um, oppression Olympics Mm -hmm. but in this idea like idea of like I have all this going for me but I'm not going to recognize my privileges because like I'm being hurt and there's like a president who says the wrong things about me and like I'm upset and I want to do this so we're going to show up and show out okay but there's no action literally we have the women's marches people talk about stuff and nothing is done Mm -hmm. afterwards where do the funds go they don't go to like domestic violence shelters where there is black and brown trans women at higher numbers inside of those if they even can get access right so like how are we going to like continue this discourse instead of just having a parade once a year and actually do active change and saving lives and like actually creating safety and security for all people rather than just centering them on one day and then moving on like nothing ever happened and making it an event mm-hmm. rather than an action oriented like life moment. Yeah. Like and I want to, you said Oppression Olympics, but then you said something that wasn't Oppression Olympics. Right. So I, we're, we're always thinking about intersectionality. And intersectionality is a framework by which we can understand how systems operate in conjunction to create um, like particular nuanced experiences. So it's not like, you know, you flash your dick of like, <laughs> of like oppressed identities. And you get, because that's what we do. Like in, in a lot of these, you know, like women's marches, spaces and stuff like that. That's what it is. It's social. Like I'm more oppressed. So I have more social capital. That's it. That's a fucking pair. That doesn't make any sense. But anyway, so when we're thinking about intersectionality as a way to evaluate a framework to evaluate systems and using that like interrogative interrogative um, framework to understand the nuances of everybody else's experiences that's what you're talking about when you're saying like where's the action afterwards Um, yeah so where listen sustainability like buzzword you know as it's been co-opted 
as we're going through like climate change discourse and things like that um and the self-care co-opting um but sustainability like what are the long-term things and i i don't know if i've mentioned this before i think we might have talked about this briefly in another episode Mm -hmm. about how people have such a singular vision of action and liberation and politics um and then in that don't recognize that their one action a year doesn't do anything that's still not it does zero things. Yeah. It helps no one. It upsets me. <laughs> you know, like you're. It, oh God, I'm about to go on this like huge soapbox, but I'm just going to go. go I'm just I just talked for like five minutes. So go no, right ahead. I'm about to go yeah. off. Um, it's so infuriating to listen to people. Comp- well, not even complain, but like have problems. Like voice them on Facebook, complain about all these things going on in their world. Mm-hmm. And like. For example, yesterday I was running and somebody threw a rock at me while I was running out of their vehicle and called me a nigger. And I'm in Lawrence, Kansas, in this city that constantly talks about we're weird and we're inclusive and we're blue and so everything's fine. But you have racial problems, you have homophobic problems, you have all of these issues that are literally public and there is nothing that's being done about it. On like a city level, um, the university is trying their best, but there is people who are holding like hold not even holding hold, them accountable yeah holding them accountable or like it's us it's, a, like, <laughs> it's literally us at the university doing right this. yeah holding them accountable and like asking them to do stuff and then things not happening because there is people all the way at the top who are saying uh, we have to get funded by all of these white cis het organizations so like you're in this space and you're supposed to be doing like equity work are like equality work like there's an office of multicultural affairs but we have to also remember that they're being controlled by something else Mm -hmm. and so as much as they want to do more they're not doing more because there is some white puppeteer like pulling the strings at the top look where the money comes from right and so it's like this capitalistic system that is entrenched with um with like um white supremacy white racism um like heteronormativity patriarchy that is like suppressing everything that we do and like I know I'm talking from this like big academic space but like to break it all down is like the people at the top don't give a fuck about the people at the bottom Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day like I'm more likely to die for no fucking reason because they are complacent the complacency of the women's march is going to kill me the complacency of the freedom march for that what happens in May or June in DC for the LGBTQ rights is going to kill us Because it's so cool because we think we've done something like, oh, my God, we got marriage equality. We don't have to do shit. In 28 states, like LGBTQ people can be fired from their jobs, can be evicted from their homes, can not like do not have access to public spaces. Like, like, I don't give a fuck about marriage. I'm not trying to assimilate to white, cis, (laughs) heteropatriarchal Western culture. Thank you very much. Like, fuck your marriage. Also with the military thing that like the I don't even know. But like that whole thing, I was like, okay, great. We're having this discourse, but like we need to be interrogating the military industrial complex. Right. Because think about the violence that enacts upon um, queer bodies of color. Right. Right. Because and they're the ones who go there. Right. So. Because that's the only job they can get outside of doing sex sex work because that's the only other right. option we have. Literally, yes. Like we, Literally, we yeah. can join the military or do sex work. These are the only options yeah. we have. One of them has benefits. The other one makes us more money. Right. And so you, so all of these critiques and discourse still is stopped at like a, a Western level because you know we're the the dominant power, like fucking up the rest of the world right. um, with imperial with imperialism and neo colonization, uh, neo colonialism rather. Um, so 
yeah it's um kind of frustrating when that's what that's like the the holy grail of you know gay tm rights <laughs> is fucking marriage equality right and marriage like marriage equality what does that even mean like because when you think about race when were like when was interracial marriage allowed? Like, you know, not even a hundred years ago. Not it, even you could have not been even tr- fifty. Well, yeah, it yeah. Just, I should, I should have used just a big 50. number. Yeah, it, it was, was just fifty years ago. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, I'm trying to think of the exact year because I know it's somewhere in my mind. But yeah, I think last year they had the fiftieth anniversary of. That's it. what I was thinking too. Yeah. So yeah, so, and that's what the movie came out. Right, right, but um, yeah, I don't know. There's it's not like, a sustainable. <sighs> decolonized vision of what action and liberation should be or can be not even should be but just possibilities to begin with like literally i'm now like because you said that like um we're just gonna tackle all the marches because Mm -hmm. now i'm over it Mm -hmm. like pride parades okay here we go we're there I think I think we talked about this last episode. Uh-huh. We had had a conversation about like how we feel about like pride parades and how they're not intersectional and mm-hmm. how they invite the people who enacted the violence on the people who created the first pride parade. I think is referring to the police. Yes, I am. Like <laughs> I'm re- referring to the police mm-hmm. or multi mega com- billion right, dollar companies. Right, that too. Capitalism, in capitalism. General. In general. Yeah, yeah. Like. We're like centering, like, oh my God, we have solidarity in arms. I'm like, but you're still killing us. I so I, there's like a social justice 101 like slideshow that I've seen multiple times because you know teach it, learn it. But right. um, it's it's like a uh, a step of like um, solidarity, um, allyship, accomplice, so on and so forth. And people really be barely reaching the solidarity level and want like all of my energy and praise for that when I need you to be an accomplice and that means that you like say something do something like fight for me make space for me work with me as opposed to like stand around me and like golf clap sometimes you know what I'm saying um yeah solidarity yo what does that mean? What does that even look like? What is it Because I don't mean? know. Yeah, like, I can critique it, but, like, what would good solidarity look like? I don't know. I, I don't know either. I don't know. Maybe it is just accomplish it. Accomplice-ness? Yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. I don't know. That, I, I don't that know. I'm looking for. That would be the best manifestation of solidarity, but then it has a different name. So um, that, That's the thing. So <clears throat> I think there's a difference between, like, standing around people and just doing the little golf clap clap kind of thing because I know I have like really good white friends who see me right right? yes and I think I think if I'm thinking about solidarity or whatever it may be I see people seeing me and realizing hey Isaac I see that you can't do this right now without me telling them I can't do this right now because I'm gonna keep going because my livelihood is on the line I'm going to act an ass until the day I die to the point that I'm going to be dead and still acting an ass because that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. But like trying to reclaim that space for yourself and then also trying to reclaim your time and preserve your time and mm-hmm. do the self-care that all the white people tell you to do. Like it's a lot. <laughs> it's a like, fucking let me lot. Pencil it in. I but I can't pencil in it because what does my schedule look like? Oh, I have to wake up and make sure I don't die. Right. Like how am I going to make sure I don't die? And then on top of that, let's do self-care. And we talked about this this being seen thing cuz you know, I have great white friends too who right. like do see me and do our accomplices. Mm-hmm. Um and that making space for me, I guess is the most um specific way that I can say that. Like when you see or don't see, I don't know, you were using this language, but right. when I have a whole week of being everywhere and doing everything for everyone, don't ask me to do another thing. Or when you see me like 
silent like red face like tears in my eyes when somebody's like up saying something racist like you know you don't have to like go and scream at them but maybe like take care of me you know like like, be like hey rachel do you want to go or like hey that's fucked up or some you know something i want to ignore i want acknowledgement that i exist that my the reality that i'm experiencing is in fact reality that i'm not fucking being gaslighted and then yeah so i just being seen is so important because we're not because we're not treated we're seen as human or existing hyper visibility invisibility all these different things so you want to talk about like singular action and stuff like that like choose seeing people (laughs) as as that thing as where they are and where they're at at that moment because I'm going to go and, like, talk about this. But, like, my friend Sonia, mm-hmm. she always, like, comes to bat for me. Like, I'll post something on Facebook. She's in fucking Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> Mind you, like, this is distance. Like, yeah. at least eight hours. Mm-hmm. She will actively, like, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? She'll send me care packages. That rest for resistance book that, like, I gave you. She got that for me. Like, Damn. she is very active in knowing what I need without me saying that I need anything. Like, all of my favorite books... I've only gotten from Sonia. Like, but the thing is, a lot of the times when I get upset, it paralyzes my white friends. They're at this point of like, their empathy is all like exhausted to the point where it's like, Mm. I can't do any more. And so I don't know how to help you. So I'm just going to shut off. And like, we're going to have to take a break for a second because there is bad things, which is fair. Like self-preservation. Get it. I understand. Also, there's other ways to like heal people without shutting off. And the thing is like, she doesn't shut off. She cares too much as like I also care too much and that's why we vibe well together and that's what I see solidarity as but like it shows up in the worst times because it's like I'll be at my wits end by the time she sees anything because we're distanced because she's in Madison Wisconsin Mm -hmm. but the fact that she knows just like oh, there was a feeling in the air and I don't think Isaac's good, I'm going to call him. Mm -hmm. And like that connection and that interpersonal like faith in each other and trust in each other is not easy to find, especially in people who are more privileged than we are. Mm -hmm. Like they don't feel that. Yeah, I'm thinking of two things. First of all, um, communication, because like taking breaks and like so on, like what what you just said. Mm -hmm. Um, But tell me, like let me know because my entire experience in life is entrenched in silence and exactly that's that's about it you know like i don't know that this my experiences are real and seen i don't know that i'm real and seen um and i'm not valued enough to even be on people's radar on communicating about certain things so like being transparent you know we talk about transparency and accountability and communication like that's real like just tell me what's going on and then the second thing i'm thinking about is how perhaps listeners perhaps people in general um are like well that's a lot of work for your right friends to like know when something's wrong but like that's what we do do you know how in tune I am with literally every being that I am around at any time? Right. I pop up on my friends like with love and like yeah. admiration, like nobody's business. The like, moment they do anything, like some of my friends were like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm like, my way of validating people is by being like, okay, like you're saying that you're like super stressed out about this, but I know you're going to complete it and I know you got this. Mm-hmm. So like, if you want me to just sit with you until you do it, mm-hmm. like Presence. we're fine, but I'm not gonna like like tell you that you're like you could do it it's like i know you can do it just do it Mm -hmm. like 
understanding and seeing like because we see people mm-hmm. and that's the thing like I see everyone right. but I never like if I look myself in the face in a mirror I don't see myself right. so wow. like so, but I can see can everybody else around that? me wow <laughs> like I see everybody but when I look in the mirror I can't see myself why do you always have these like one liner what was the other thing <laughs> sometimes I don't have enough anger to keep me go- it was something to keep myself effect. alive yeah keep myself alive so okay this is the second like one like phrase that Isaac is put out there for us to be shook by my grandma told me when i was six years old that i'm more wise than people in their 70s i mean and i was six then so who the fuck knows where i'm at now i mean yeah Ooh, queer black time (sighs) and yeah we don't get to be kids and just like the kind of perspectives that you have when you're what did you say a three fur or oh yeah more. i just heard, i found figured out what that word that's was so weird. i feel like that like might that's a weird word to me but um anyway <laughs> just like the perspectives and the experiences that you have to have um you are wise like you have to be but wise. so are you oh thank you like, <laughs> like but so are you like it's funny because we have these conversations. I'm like, I can only have these conversations with Rachel and Takba. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like. I know I can have them with other people, but like, as of right what, now, what will the energy only Rachel. feel like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know that I can do this with Rachel because I won't come out of here drained. Like, yeah. I know I see myself. Good. Like I said, we see each other. We and do. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's a, yeah. It's really nice and different. It you know, different. unusual. Okay, we just. I don't know where we, we just went. chatted. That um, was a good time. But I think um, we arrived at a good place. Yeah. Okay. So. What should we focus on instead? What do you mean? Like, instead of, like, what the women's marches are, or, like, pride parades are. Let's talk about what they can be. What they can be? Or, like, what what do we want to be? Like, because I'm thinking about feminists, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, how can we fem this up? Ooh, Um, that's a good one. Because I'm thinking about healing, right? Because we're talking about being in tune with, seeing other people, and then I associate that with energy and, like, nurturing and things like that. So, like, what does it mean to take care of ourselves and to practice seeing other people? Because I think that that might be something that people have to learn, right? Practicing other people. Practicing other people, right. yeah. yeah. That is actually powerful to think about because I think thinking about Bell Hooks and her work about the margins of the center, I can't remember the name of that book, but it's mm-hmm. like a book about how if you are a oppressed identity, you're further away from the center. And so therefore you can see everything in front of you mm-hmm. and everything around you, but you can't see anything behind you. Mm-hmm. And as like a white cis head able-bodied man you're directly in the center of this group so you see nothing else Mm. and so we have privilege in our knowledge of seeing other things like a reverse panopticon right okay (laughs) okay but like i've been able to see people because of where i'm positioned at what like my white cis had like able-bodied friend who is a man literally my only friend chase um like (laughs) i was like who is that chase like um Jason Ellis. Yeah, I have two. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That's so cool. Okay. I have more than one. I think I have a lot. Anyway, not the point. <laughs> um, but the fact that, like, th- I know they can't see me fully. Mm-hmm. And, like, they can learn how to see me fully. And they do see me fully because we've been friends for years. Mm-hmm. But, like. I'm nodding my head so hard right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> b- but, like. It took us being friends. Me and Chase have been friends for seven for years. years. Like, we've yes. been friends for seven years. Oh, my God. And so he knows, like, 
whenever I'm complaining about something on Twitter, he treats me like an asshole because he knows <laughs> I will be mad and therefore I won't be sad anymore. <laughs> oh my and, God. And like, that is who he is. That's an interesting is. coping mechanism. He, we've been like this since we were yeah. little. See, but like, so. that's what we're saying with like showing up differently. Like, sometimes I do need to be pissed off so I'm not like, like depressed. And right. You know, I like, have yeah, to be mad. Like, yeah. the, goes back to the, like, show I have up for people in the ways that you can because that is the way that people need you to show up is how you can not in some other i don't even know extraneous like forced performative way but just be yourself exactly like even like thinking about chase and then thinking about ellis they're like on two different sides of the Uh spectrum right ellis is like oh let's have a very deep long conversation on like a roof i'm (laughs) like yeah let's do it like it's it's so weird but Uh like in those moments I know who to reach out to because I know there's differences in it. Like yesterday, I was having a really, really bad day. Mm-hmm. Who'd I text or who texted me? Sonia. Mm-hmm. Sonia knew where what to do in that moment for me. And I knew that I needed Sonia. And that's the reason why I spoke to her. Mm-hmm. Now, if I ghosted everybody else, like, sorry, my bad. Right. But like sometimes, well, it's part of monitoring your own energy is, you know, being cognizant of those things. Right. And, like, this is really beautiful, too. We're, I think we're going to try to end this on a hopeful note, maybe. I don't yeah. know. We're, I'm well, thinking about... We're, yeah, we're going to get we'll there. We'll see. Um, but, uh, like, queer love and mm-hmm. community in general, just the fact that, you know, there's multiplicity in love and multiplicity in ways of showing affection and care and nurturing. And because we have such a linear, restrictive, white, cis, heteropatriarchal understanding of what love and family and community is, these nuances get lost, right? Right. Because people devalue themselves and what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. The Table the Podcast. The Table Podcast. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's just like more queer than that, you know? Way more que- queer than that. But yeah, like, so literally um, like a whole entire like rally about being able to see people and help them heal in the ways that you can. And like just literally coming to the table, laying what you have on the table and be like, these are the like tools that I have in my toolkit, which I'm referencing like a podcast from like January. Uh-huh. But like, this is what I got. Yeah. How can this serve you? How is this going to serve me? How can we, like, what is it? Reciprocity? Reciprocity. Mm -hmm. How can we create a reciprocal, Mm -hmm. like, communication? And, like, how can we, like, serve each other in a way that's going to heal both of us in a world that is trying to destroy us? I just want to know. That's what we've got to talk about in our con- in our dialogues in the community, you know? Yeah. When everybody's like, what can I do? Well, let's talk about this particular thing. Rather than, like, getting super wasted and, like, pretending like the world isn't shit. Or, like, going and wearing a pussy hat and walking down the street. Right. Like, like what are you really doing? You know? There's a lot of oh different gosh. ways, but, yeah. <laughs> you know? I just don't even know anymore. This is just where I'm at today. Um... So I just, like, the last question was, um, how do we combat the privilege within these spaces to fem it up? I feel like we answered that. But we answered that. So it's good. So we're about to just take a break. We'll come back. Come back for dessert. Dessert. And just, like, fuck it up again. Okay. Okay. See you in a bit. And we're back. 
I started that really weird. I like had to get up and then like yeah, offer, rise into the introduction. That was cute. The I feel that. So Rachel, let's talk about queer music. Ooh. So yeah. who's your favorite queer artist? Um. Okay. The the favorite question is always difficult for me. Right. The first person that I think of is like Princess Nokia, just because like I follow uh. her on like all platforms and like I love her. Queer music. Yeah, I'm going to say Princess Nokia off the top of my head. We talked about Angel Hayes earlier. She's so dope. They're dope. Um, yeah, I was actually just listening to them the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have like a whole playlist of like femme music actually that I just play uh. when I need to feel okay right um but yeah what about you um shamir another mm-hmm. non-binary femme okay um shamir is my favorite um what is the name of that song i think it's ratchet i don't know he gives me like he gives me this like very angry femme vibe his mm-hmm. voice is very feminine and very high pitched kind of similar to mine but like three more octaves higher okay and like they talk about god knows what but i know like there was something that they said their lyric is like, don't try me, I'm not a free sample. And that shit took Word. me over the like rainbow. <laughs> like I was gone. Like I was just like, don't try me, I'm not a free I'm sample. Not a free sample. Like step to me and you'll get handled. Like just know that these queer motherfuckers aren't playing with you no Damn. more. Like I was just like, yes, not by anything. Fuck them up with the baseball yeah. bat. Be Beyonce and hold up. Ooh. Like give them, give them all of it. Anyway, yeah. um, okay. I also thought, okay, my official answer is probably Frank Ocean ooh. because um, Frank Ocean Daddy. has carried me through high school and now college, and continues um, to carry me. Yeah, and I just like love Frank Ocean with every part of my heart and being, right. and like that general like squad, all the queer black like rappers that are out there. Tyler like, the I Creator. Tyler, I love you. When, love you girl. Like, when did you get here? Keep, Thank you for coming. Keep it on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, and Kevin Abstract. Yes. Their album, is it like, it's something I don't know. I've listened to it so much, but it is such a good album about like suburbs, America, like whatever. And that's it's the like, thing. Super Rich Kids by Frank Ocean's particularly comes to mind when thinking about suburbs and uh-huh. like blackness within whiteness and this proximity to whiteness. And mm-hmm. like Super Rich mm-hmm. Kids just made a fuck ton of sense to me in high school. Mm-hmm. My God, like, yeah, it fucked me all the way up. Yeah. Um, who am I also Brockhampton. Right. It's that's, a that's squad. Like, there was like Wolfgang, like Odd yes. Future, and, and now there's Brockhampton. Brock yeah. Literally a whole bunch of queer British people, which are all eclectically like black and brown and right. white. And I'm just like, live. Do what this you need to do. This is a true multicultural future. That, that's a Brockhampton. <laughs> Wait, remember that thing I posted? Did I post it in the group chat for um, colors or not? Perhaps I might have. It was the like um, the holy trinity of like queer, the emo holy trinity. Oh my god! Yeah, the, the emo- depressed, angry gay. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay, so context. There's this like meme because um, in contemporary culture, if you haven't caught on already, we use memes to kind of cope and create dialogue. Correct. Um, but there was this like triple Venn diagram that has one circle of angry, one circle of gay, and one circle of depressed. So in the angry circle there's Kendrick Lamar and the depressed circle there's King Cruel and Daniel Caesar and the gay circle there's Kevin Abstract the angry gays are Brock Hampton the yes. angry depressed people are SZA Earl Sweatshirt and Death Grips the depressed gays are Frank Ocean Steve Lacey and um I, I one that I can't see because I have poor vision okay wait let me um, see Rex Count, Orange County Tex Orange County I don't know who that is I don't know either but at the center of this trifecta of angry gay and depressed which we all are 
it's Tyler the Creator. <laughs> and, and that that's, is yeah. literally who I am. Yeah. Like a lot of people who are like, oh, I can't get into Tyler's music. It's like, because you don't understand. Like, yeah. Like literally Tyler the Creator at the beginning was so fucked. And I would angry. just sit in my car and just he be like, this is why angry. I'm mad. I remember, so mad. I remember old Tyler. I miss him. I, I mean, I love him now, literally but like, old that was Tyler made sense. Yeah. Remember when we were talking the other day about on our mental illness podcast um, right. about, you know, stages and stuff? Tyler is a great illustration of that. Like right. he used to be, I mean, he's it probably still is just like we are, but he was really, really fucking pissed. Right. And now he's like sad and so- femme, you know? Yeah. Perhaps. And um, and like gets to put flowers and bumble like bumblebees what? on like his Glitter. album cover. A, yeah, literally. Literally, Glitter. him and Frank Ocean having a full ball uh. for Frank's birthday. Oh. Like, who are y'all? I love but them. Me. Like. Oh, See, God. we are ending on a joyful note. Always, God. only. God, yeah. literally the best thing ever is like queer music in general. It's just um, good. It's just good. It's just, it's just good. open and free. I like. I will not end this podcast without mentioning Leaf. So Leaf is a queer black rapper. Okay. Talks about his sexual escapades as a black queer man. The music is like all bops. Oh. I live for him, and it's just like how he Sexually like liberated bops. That's what I'm here for. And it's like so fucked up because he'll go off uh-huh. like he snaps often and he's just talking about like this there's this one song where he's talking about hooking up with this white guy and how violent it was but like how violent it was for his psyche but not in the moment and it fucks me up this because is multi-dimensional it was really fucked up yes. then, like but he gets it he gets me more than i get myself wow see, that seems to be a common theme that's why we have to see each other because <sighs> if you don't see us then like who will who are we who are we if somebody doesn't see us witnessing evidence i'm wondering if this is influenced by western perspectives about evidence and things like that but anyway yeah it's almost like that one thing i don't know if it's like coco like because coco is like a bomb ass film and it does all of these things but like that um in coco you know if somebody doesn't keep you on the mantle how you disappear like Mm -hmm. that idea of like if if I'm not actually seen, do people actually, like, care about me or love me? And, like, does that mean that I'm going to go into this, like, I'm going to have my second death because I've been forgotten? And, like, that's in a completely different, like, Ooh, cultural context. Yeah. But, like, it's see, the same idea. It's the same idea. That's yeah. why I have these Ida B. Wells earrings. Oh, this is actually really pertinent. Let's, like, end with this. Like, okay, let's do this. Because today the New York Times released, I don't know, like, 15 different obituaries for women in history who they've overlooked in, you know, because of racism, sexism, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, at the top of that list was Ida B. Wells. So the New York Times released an obituary for Ida B. Wells today. Um, go and read it and read the rest of them as well. Um, but I'm just saying this because... I I have earrings with Ida B. Wells on them, and she is so important to me in so many different profound ways. Um, And just, like, carrying our ancestors with us. Right. um, Carrying our foremothers in particular. Angela Davis isn't dead, but I wear her every day. I mean, and yeah. So, and just, like, the ways that we sustain each other by Mm -hmm. bearing witness and carrying each other literally on our bodies. Right. Um, But, yeah, so... Yeah, that's why those things are so, like, wearing her image on my earrings is so right. important and stuff like that. Because, like, she exists and is real because I am saying so and you are seeing her right, right. now, even in t- this year of 2018. That, that, like, makes me think about how every black household in America has a picture of the Obama family. Right. Like, right. how they, that that's what we do culturally for us. It's a family picture us. to keep us together. Because we have to see them because nobody else will, especially not the white cishet patriarchy that we live in. (sighs) Damn, that's heavy. That's heavy. Well, with that note. With that note. Rachel, you're going to D.C. 
I am. I am going to DC next week to present some research. My research is about reading liberation and queer black women's life writing. So, so everything's connected. I'm over Yeah, it. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, I said I'm good at transitions, connecting things. I only say relevant things, right? right? Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to go to DC. I'm so excited yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a great time. Thank you. I don't know what's happening in my life right now. I'm still just applying for jobs. Just applying for jobs. You I actually applied. I applied to a podcast fellowship, uh-huh. y'all. That's exciting. What? Like, when you do stuff, stuff happens. Exactly. And then more stuff happens, and you do more stuff, and more stuff happens. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be super cool. So hopefully, fingers crossed, they get that. We're two dope black queers. Two dope black queers. Two dope queens is actually oh like a podcast. God. We Queen? could just have our oh own podcast God. called Two Dope Black Queers. Yo. Wow. Y'all are witnessing. 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 Seeing and hearing. The future in action. Oh my gosh. Wow. Because the future is femme. The future is femme. Yes. yes. Okay, y'all. Okay, cool. cool. See y'all good. later. Bye. Like, bye. <laughs> <laughs>